0: this area who are tuning in to this service and other services, and I want you to know that A.W. Tozer once wrote, if you burn down the church building and drive away all the people, you have not disturbed Christian worship at all. Keep a Christian from entering the church sanctuary, and you have not in the least bit hindered his worship. We carry our sanctuary with us. We never leave it. Folks, we are the church, and I'm glad that you've joined us to, uh, today for uh, this worship experience. I want you to be praying for the church. Pray uh, even more so for uh, the people around the world who are experiencing this pandemic. Uh, and we will be focusing the whole service will be uh, under the acrostic of of pray, P-R-A-Y. We will be starting praise and thanksgiving, and then we'll go into a time of repentance and prayer, and then we'll continue that with asking God for uh, many things, prayers for our nation's leaders and healing and guidance for the medical community and several other things. And then we'll end our time with an opportunity to yield ourselves to God. My name is Roger Perry, and I'm the pastor here at Christ United Methodist Church. And our associate pastor is Joy Perry. And I would like uh, us to to uh, have Joy lead us in, in some worship.
1: So we want to begin the worship today with a song that the lyrics are Come, now is the time to worship.
2: Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give. Just as you are to worship, come. Just as you are before your God, come. One day, one day, every tongue will confess you are God. One day, the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now come come now is the time to worship come now is the time You are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. Come. Come. Willingly we choose, willingly we choose to surrender our lives, willingly our knees will bow. With all our hearts, so much. We gladly choose you now. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are, before your God. Come, come,
1: come. One of the greatest places of my peace. Has been scripture. And there are so many scriptures that have come to mind this week that are a reminder to me of God's truth, God's presence, God's comfort, God's protection, God's provision. And in the Bible, there is in the very middle of the Bible, 150 songs that people sang when they were in great joy. Songs they sang when they were in great sadness, sometimes in great fear, but all of them are a place that remind us who God is in the midst of whatever situation we find in life. And I'd like to read to you Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty. Is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I'd like to lead you in a time of prayer just as we begin this awesome place of praise. And I just want to give a little word of testimony. Um, Roger and I were away um, on a vacation trip this week. And one of the things that happened is, as we traveled, we knew we had to wash our hands a lot. And one of the things that I found myself doing is trying to remember to wash into running water for 20 seconds. And then I remembered um, being on a women's retreat uh, last September. And they said, you know, if you would pray the Lord's Prayer as you wash your hands, that's about 20 seconds. And so I found myself all through the day praying the Lord's Prayer as I washed my hands. And just the sound of the running water and knowing God is a living water and praying that prayer. That reminded me, God's still in charge, and I have nothing to fear. So let's go to God and pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your presence with us. Even though I am uh, speaking to an empty sanctuary, um, I I remember where people sit in the pews, and I can I can see their their faces in my imagination and hear them. Um, praising the Lord and praying with me. I thank you, Father, that you promised where two or three believers gather together that you are in their midst, and, Lord, there's, there's two or three of us here. Actually, there's five. And I am so thankful, Lord, that people who have set, stepped up to volunteer in many different ways and to make this even possible right now, to worship online. So, Father, as we come to you, we praise you. For you are a God who's faithful. You are a God that will give us strength. You are a God of mercy and grace. You are a God of provision. You are a God that will cover us and surround us with your presence and a peace that goes beyond understanding. And so we praise you, Father, that you are more willing to be with us than sometimes we're willing to to be with you. You never leave us. Even when we turn our backs on you, you stay with us. And so we ask, Lord, that as we praise you and worship you, that your, your spirit of love and presence and peace would come over us and that you would give us courage and hope for the days ahead. And we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. There's a, a beautiful song that we'd like to sing that is called, God, You're So Good.
2: love that welcomes me the kindness of mercy that bought with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving can you sing this chorus with me guide your your soul God you're so good God, God you're, you're so, so good. good God, God you're, you're, so, so, good. Good. you're so, so good You're so good To me, me. Behold the cross hour by hour the dead are raised the sinner saved the work of your power God you're so good god, god you're, you're so good god, god you're I am blessed, I am called, I am healed, I am whole, I am saved. Should this life bring suffering, Lord, I will remember what Calvary has bought for me, both now and forever. Sing it with me, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. To me,
1: there is a wonderful hymnal that we have. Lots of treasures in, as we have familiarity with our our doctrine of um, our um, place of worship, and. I wanted to just share and pray for you and with you a couple of the, hint, the prayers that we have that we can pray corporately. And I know that those of you that are home that are often uh, open up your hymnal and, and pray with us when, when we corporately pray, these will be familiar words to you and that you would pray these in your heart as I pray them now. Almighty God, To you, all hearts are open and all desires known, and from you no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts and the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Merciful God, we confess we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We've broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, I I want to pray um, and ask your forgiveness for the many things that I have totally taken for granted. Things that um, I just received as a blessing every day and didn't realize what a precious gift they are. Father, I pray that as we wake up every day this next week, we would just praise you that you are a God that It's very present and oftentimes we've ignored you and we have ignored and not been thankful for things that we should be thankful for. For the times that I uh, felt like, oh no, I gotta get up and go to work again. Lord, I, I would just thank you that I have a job to get up and go to. I ask, Father, that where I've taken my health for granted that you would receive my thanksgiving and praise and forgive me when I take that for granted. I pray, Father, that for all of the daily provisions that you give us, food and shelter, friends, purpose, meaning, Lord, forgive me when I've not been thankful for them the way I have. I especially, Lord, ask for your forgiveness that I have not prayed long and as, as hard as I should for people who are suffering with this virus. And I ask, Lord, that you would forgive me for that. I spent too much time thinking about, oh, what, what will happen to me and what we'll do, but Lord, there are people that really need you and know your presence and love and your, they need your healing touch. And I stand in that um, place of intercessory prayer right now Pleading for them. I ask, Father, that you would forgive me for all those places of selfishness that I've had this week. And that you would help me to really um, be aware, Lord, with a repentant heart. To be open to any opportunity you give me. To share your love and your mercy with those around me. Lord, I pray this in your name. And together we pray. We're going to sing a song um, that just talks about God's grace and when we need it, he provides and um, gives us all that we need. Amazing grace, my chains are gone.
3: Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now am found was blind but now I see t'was grace that taught my heart Fear and grace, my fears, relieved. how precious did that grace appear? The hour I first believed, my, my chains are gone. my god my savior has ransomed me and like a flood his mercy reigns unending love amazing grace the lord has brought his word my hope secures he will my shield and portion be as long as life endures my The sun forbear to shine
1: Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you that you are always more ready to hear than we are to pray. And we ask, Father, that your presence would be in every heart that seeks you and wants you there right now as we are in worship, that you would bring your comfort and your peace that goes beyond understanding. We pray for President Trump, for all those who are on his team, for medical providers around the world, for leaders of all countries, for our state governments and local governments. Give them wisdom, pour down upon them, Lord, insight and discernment. And I pray, Father, for a spirit of cooperation and unity that would be a, part, a place that we would all come together and be one that you would be glorified. I pray, Lord, your healing touch around the world. I pray for miracles of healing and that you will get the glory. I also pray, Father, that you would be in in communities this week as they work in these new circumstances and that you would just give us all that place of just being patient and kind and loving to each other. That we would truly um, seek to not just meet our needs, but that we would seek to meet the needs of everyone. We pray for the schools, and they're trying to figure out ways to meet the the physical needs of the kids that they won't be able to be with, but yet they want to support them and their families. We pray, Father, for restoration and redemption. Lord, I know that you can use anything, and no matter how bad it is, and bring good out of it. So, Lord, maybe we just open our eyes to see what you're doing around us and what we can be a part of and be about that would lift your name high, that would give people a place of hope and courage, that we would truly be your ambassadors in a world that needs your light in their darkness that you would give them a place of courage instead of fear. And we pray, Father, that all of this would be guided by your Holy Spirit. And where there are people, Lord, that have um, wandered away from you, that this would be a place that they would hear you calling them back. And for those who have never had an opportunity to understand that you are a God who can be with them and wants relationship with them, that this may be an opportunity a place where they open their hearts to receive you for the first time, to know of your love and presence in undeniable ways. Lord, help us to be faithful as a church, and especially, Lord, in ways that we will be, uh, we'll see. You'll, you'll open the doors in our minds and hearts to see where we can reach out to others. We especially pray for our food pantry ministry this, as they meet head-on people who are needing your presence, your help in real ways, and that we would be faithful in that. Lord, I I thank you that you give us this incredible privilege of prayer, and that as we pray these prayers and as more and more people pray, that we would um, hear and see your answers in incredible ways, that you would show up and be the almighty God that I know you are, and that other people will have that testimony too. And I pray all this in the name of Jesus, the one who was willing to die on the cross for us, that we might have forgiveness of sin and salvation. And also the one who rose up from the grave that gives us hope, resurrection hope. That where it seems lifeless and hopeless, you bring life. In the name of Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. This song is, uh, I just love this song. It's just a little chorus um, that I learned a long time ago, and it's uh, called You Are My All in All.
3: that I seek, you are my all in all, seeking you as a precious jewel, Lord to give up I'd be a fool, you are my all in all, Jesus. my sin my cross my shame rising again I bless your name you are my all in all when I fall down
0: Let's pray. Oh God, I ask that you speak to us tonight through your holy word. And I ask that this witness to your word will be be faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. From Matthew 5, 1 and 2, it says this. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to preach, or to, he began to teach them. He said, well, what did he say? Well, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We are in the middle of a, of a, a service, and our, our, a, 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 a series, I said tonight, but also tonight and tomorrow. Uh, and this series is called uh, Jesus, uh, the Ministry Years. And we're going to look at some of the things that, that Jesus said. So let's, let's, uh, um, let's get into it. I, uh, I want to tell you, it's a, it's a little strange to, to be looking out at, a, at an empty sanctuary. It's like, where are all of you? But I know you're out there. And I know your hearts are here. And I know many of you have tuned in for tonight and others will be tuning in tomorrow to, to see this. And as Joy mentioned, we just uh, got back from, I guess you could call it a vacation, but this week was a very weird time to take a vacation, as you can imagine. And we were able to see all uh, much of the nation in terms of how they're dealing with this uh, uh, pandemic of the COVID-19 that everybody is trying to 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 uh, uh, Do the right thing. It's kind of kind of nice to see the people were really being kind to each other doing what they can and uh, it's it's really a really a good thing my uh, My niece Camara. She sent me a thing on face on on the on Facebook or email it it was a picture of a little boy and he had kind of a, uh, a Look like I don't know what's going on here, and it said we're, we're we're canceling the potluck Well, we're still Methodist, right? Well, I want you to know yes, we still are Methodist we still are the church and as I mentioned earlier the church is not the building you're the church and We are the church and we will continue to move forward doing that which we can do. Uh, one of the things that, that happened while we were on vacation is we went to the to the grocery store, and we noticed that many of the shelves were, were gone, things were gone, and we were in the produce section and looking at one section that was completely wiped out, and it was potatoes. I don't know what people were doing in west jefferson north carolina with all the potatoes but they're all gone and as we were looking at it uh, this little this little lady this elderly lady about this tall, came up to us and uh, she was obviously very spunky and and she started telling us what she had just done she said you know there was a young couple that just came by and i got on them i said i said you're you're hoarding all the potatoes you you young people you 've taken all the potatoes No, i don't have any potatoes, and this poor this poor innocent couple they had they they were trying to explain to her ma'am we we didn't even we didn't even buy any potatoes, but she kept on them and then then she uh, kind of smiled at him and said, "Just messing with you, and she was telling us that story, uh, and we thought it was pretty funny, and we we just realized uh. What a spunky person she was. But then as we were still, we still hadn't left the the potato area, this guy comes up to us. And he he says, do you know if they still have any potatoes? And I got to confess to you, um, as sweet as I am, I kind of smiled and pointed at that spunky lady that was now about 15 feet away. And I said, go ask her. She knows where they are. And that's exactly what he did. He went over and asked her. They, they started a conversation. And this is a fact with my hand up. We were in there about 10 minutes. And when we came back by there, they were still talking. They were, they were still in conversation. So people are being kind to each other and, and uh, having some fun with this. And I, I want you to know that uh, the church is not a building. And where you're at right now, you're the church. The season of Lent that we're in right now, the season before Easter, is an opportunity for us to think about what it is to be disciples of Jesus Christ. It's a time every year where we are willing to self-sacrifice, give things up, and to focus truly focus on God and I want you to know that this is a time to do that you can draw closer to God so don't waste this stay home time let's use it to draw closer to Jesus Christ now this life and times the minister of Jesus the ministry years I want you to to remember back that we've been going all through the life of Jesus and last week Uh, Marty Ellison he spoke on that's what the man did Well today we're going to talk on that's what the man said and if you remember We uh, talked about Jesus's baptism and then his temptation And I should have said this earlier, but if you don't have a Bible in front of you grab one and turn to Matthew 5 Matthew 5 Now in Matthew you'll find the commentary on the baptism and the temptation. And then you'll see right after that, he begins. Jesus begins to speak publicly. And his message was the great theme of his whole time in ministry, and that is the kingdom of God. He begins speaking publicly by saying, repent for the kingdom of God is near. So the kingdom of God is a message that he really wanted to get across. And then he calls his disciples, and after that he begins to heal the sick. And you can read all of that up to, up to uh, the end of chapter 4. And then we pick up the story here in chapter 5. Large crowds have begun to follow Jesus. They were influenced by his message They were influenced by the miracles that uh, he was able to do, and there were large crowds. Now, if you look at the beginning of uh, chapter 5, you'll see that it says, when Jesus saw the crowds, when Jesus saw the crowds, what did he do? He went up on the mountainside. Now, when you climb a mountain, quite honestly, there are some people who aren't going to go with you but there are some who will go. And it it says that his, uh, his disciples followed him, came to him. They were climbing companions with him. And he sat down and he began to teach who? He began to teach them. Now, This is interesting to me because there were crowds there were crowds and there were probably crowds that followed him up But they were overhearing what he was teaching his disciples his followers Now the message that we have in terms of what follows of what jesus said is for his followers Now While you're at home I would invite you to after this this uh, service to continue reading in Matthew. Read, read the the, the Sermon on the Mount, which we're we're going to get into, and that's in in Matthew five, six, and seven. So you can read those those three chapters. Take time to read them and to to really hear what Jesus is is saying. And if you uh, If you have not accepted Jesus into your life, you've tuned into this, and you really haven't accepted him as Savior and Lord or forgiver and leader of your life, reading through these chapters will give you uh, a good idea of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Now, what I want to do is I want to just comment on a few of the things that Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. And so if you'll turn to uh, Matthew 5 and start with verses... 13 through 16 there you'll read about uh, salt and light jesus said you are the salt of the earth now remember he's talking to his followers here he's talking to those who who were willing to climb with him and go on to the higher level with him you're the salt of the earth but the salt loses but if the salt loses its saltiness how can it be made salty again it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a, a, a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men. That they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. The important thing for us to know is that even though this is a time in which we are being supposed to be staying at home, there's there's so much we can do. Calls can be made, things could be uh, uh, communicated on on the internet. In the the key is to is to let your light shine. To be uh, not under a, a bushel, not to be buried, but to actually come forth at a time such as this as the people of God to do what he calls you to do. A couple things that uh, um, I want you to, to think about doing is I saw a picture today on the, uh, uh, the, the Internet. It was from one of our um, members, Kim Zood. And she had a desire to reach out to her neighbors during this time of staying at home and She knew she couldn't really physically go out there and and uh, be with them So what she did is she she took pieces of paper and wrote out the word praying and she put it in her front window And what I've asked you Christ Church to do and others is to do the same thing to make big signs to go in the front of your windows. Let's let's just plaster the Quad City area with signs in our businesses and in our apartments and our houses and our homes that, that lets people know that we're praying. And not just the sign, but really pray. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for uh, the communities. Pray for the, the world that God will hear our prayer and heal us. Now, Another thing that you might want to do is many of you have uh, gotten uh, the the, the Linton crosses out of the garage and have put them in the front yard. Uh, Teresa Sachs sent a picture out back at Christmas time where she took white Christmas lights and wrapped them around the cross and had and had that lighted at night. I think that's a great idea, as people around the country are putting up Christmas lights as a sign of hope. Uh, why don't we do a similar thing and and put Christmas white lights on the cross that is in our front yards already and uh, let people know once again that there is a sign of hope. Another part of the the scripture of what, what Jesus said you can find in chapter 6, verses 5 through 14, and it's on prayer. And Joy was talking about the importance of prayer. And this is what this is what Jesus says. He says that when you pray, do not be like hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues or on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what you, uh, sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Now, let me stop right there. Folks, we're there, and God is getting our attention. We can't be on the street corners, or we're not, no, we really shouldn't be. But we can be in our closets at home or in, in uh, prayer places at home, and we can go to God in prayer, and that's exactly what we need to be doing. And we do this every week, and many of us have joined together and prayed this prayer that Jesus taught us every noon as we've set our alarms. And when, when the alarm goes off, we pray the Lord's Prayer. Now, remember that we need not just to pray the words, but to, to know what it means and be specific in terms of actually praying those, those prayers. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will will not forgive your sins that's what the man said and joy mentioned earlier about one of the things that you can do as you're washing your hands you're supposed to take about 20 seconds to do that with the soap and one way to do that is to pray the lord's prayer but make sure you're not just saying the words but you're truly praying the words and when you do that you uh, you're you're naturally thinking about god and, and drawing closer to god and, and it was one more opportunity to pray to him. I want you to know that as Joy and I were traveling back yesterday from North Carolina, uh, I prayed the Lord's Prayer in a lot of states. I mean, you were washing it seemed like we were washing our hands all the time, and, and rightly so. But uh, that's, that's certainly something that we, we should be doing. How about this one? In, in chapter 6, verses 25 through 33, he talks about worry. Do you find yourself worrying? This is what Jesus says. This is what the man said. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not your life important, more important than food and your body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or weep or store away in barns, and yet their heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Now listen to what he says in verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. There it is. Jesus circling back to the kingdom of God. He says, loved ones, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. One more thing I want to point out in the Sermon on the Mount and that comes from Chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. It's the ask, seek, and knock passage. You may have not have known all of these teachings. Most of the, the teachings that we know are in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, Receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, back in the Old Testament, back when the temple was built, 2 Chronicles reports something that God says, and you can find it in 2 Chronicles 7. 14 many of you may know this by heart if my people my people just like the sermon on the on the Mount it was for the, the the followers of Jesus now God is saying my people this is a message for us who've accepted Jesus Christ into our life as Savior and Lord he says if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. If we do this, God will heal our land. Foundations have been shaken in the last couple of weeks, maybe even a little longer. And I just want to point out what Jesus says. And he sort of, he sort of uh, ends his message of the Sermon on the Mount with these words. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down. And it fell with a great crash. Then Jesus is done. His teaching is done. That's what the man said. What are we going to do with his words? What do we do? Well, hopefully, we'll respond in a way that's positive and Christ centered. Now, some of you, as I mentioned earlier, may not have accepted Christ into your life. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that, to accept him as your forgiver, savior, and your leader and Lord of your life, the one who will guide you, not only in the next few days, but throughout your life. And all you have to do is to accept him in your heart and to profess him with your mouth. And so... If you will, wherever you are, I would invite you to pray this prayer after me and invite Jesus Christ into your heart. Lord Jesus Christ, I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sins. And I know that you came into this world. Out of love for me. And you died upon the cross to take care of my sins, as a penalty for my sins. And so I accept you as my Savior. And you rose from the dead to prepare a place for me in heaven. And so I accept you as my leader and my Lord. All that I am, all that I ever will be, I now give to you. the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's in your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now that may have been the first time you prayed that prayer. It may be a recommitment during a time such as this. But as we begin to close this service, there is a time that we yield. Remember, pray. We get to the why here. That's the yield. And we're going to do that by praying the covenant prayer. I know that you don't have it in front of you, but uh, in your heart, pray this with me. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rake me with whom you will. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed by you or laid aside for you, exalted for you or brought low by you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now... O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen.
3: Stand upon your life and may make- Give him all your tears and sadness, give him all your years of pain, and you'll enter into life in Jesus' name.
0: words from A.W. Tozier, and I'd like to close them just just to remind you. When he said, keep a Christian from entering the church sanctuary and you have not in the least bit hindered his worship. We carry our sanctuary with us. We never leave it. So church, go and share your faith with someone who needs love, forgiveness, or hope. Point them toward God. Let, let him save them as he is saving you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all over the QC area and other places that's watching, the people of God said, Amen. Amen.